Well, good morning, and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I'm Tamara McDaniel, here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. So swing on by if you want to. Lots of fresh items in the store, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Let's go ahead and uh, give you the phone numbers in case you want to call and join in. You can phone 217-356-9397, or you can text 351-5357. Experts today include Ms. Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. And Mr. John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, and then Steve Brown will be joining us in just a bit. So, did you did you go on a shopping trip last week, John, or did you have some just vacation time? I had some much appreciated time at home r&r that's yes. good and then when you came back you saw all of these beautiful items that are brand new out on the shelves it's really exciting right now because every day there's something new that comes in and yeah. just getting ready for and you know garden season uh-huh yeah love it and and that we keep being teased by these warmer temperatures which just makes you ache even more actually i did go out this past week, and uh, I laid sod in my yard. Where did you get sod? It, Mr. Plow left it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mr. I was going to say, what? Mr. <laughs> or Ms. Plow, yeah, came along and uh, when we had those deep snows, and oh, they just yeah. raked it right into the... Gotcha. into the yard. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's very smart of you to use that, though. That's great. Thank you. I, I just kind of, I mean... I'm hoping it'll go ahead and, granted, I need to really water it in and everything, but, um, but yeah, I just kind of laid it in, and, and you really couldn't tell afterward. I was sure I was impressed with myself. No kidding. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, do, so, is that what people do or can well, do? Well. Obviously, you can. You, Hopefully. Well, I figured the roots were still intact and everything. That's good because there's not going to be much root root stuff going on right now. But you mean at this time of year, right. or because this of time the of damage? Year. This time of year, okay. And maybe some somewhat because of the damage, but yeah. Well, this is a great topic because yeah. Right now, I don't know if you've been out. Obviously, you have, but all you have to do is walk in the lawn, and it's about as soft as a sponge. Squishy. Mm-hmm. It's very squishy, and mm-hmm. that's an indication of you shouldn't really be out there doing anything. I was standing walking. in the street. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> it was along the curb. It's okay. <laughs> so we've had uh, tons of people ask this week about but grass yeah. seed and, and fertilizer and, and starter for that kind of stuff. And honestly, grass seed um, isn't going to germinate now. It's... Uh, the soil temperature isn't warm enough. And like you said, we're being teased. Okay, so it's going to be pretty to- toasty, <laughs> nice today. And in two days, it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. But the soil temps are really important because the soil temps um, at the four and eight inch levels are 37 and 40, I believe I read this morning. And soil temps need to be at the very minimum 55 degrees. Oh, uh, for for germ for proper germination, so that's maybe a few days away. <laughs> Just a few, a couple. Yeah. Okay, maybe a couple, a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then the the other factor is what we were just talking about. Oh, that's if huge. It's, 
it's it's just way too wet to even be be working in the soil because that's your most important thing you want to get the 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 seed and soil contact is super important for it to start to germinate yeah it truly is okay the seat you heard scooching toward the table would be mr steve brown hey good morning hey good morning how are you I'm great. Are you trying to Everybody get people great? not to scratch that itch this morning? <laughs> oh, to go out into their lawn? Be in the garden? Well, it, it is wet. We're and just discussing a, that. And that's the big thing. That's, that's huge. Yeah. We were just discussing that. John said, yeah. just just walk on your lawn. Is, is it spongy? Well, yeah. So don't do it. Yeah. So we really don't care about the temperatures for the yes, grass seed because... No, we don't care about it because you could, if, if it was dry enough to do the work, you could put the seed down, and when the temperatures were appropriate, it'll do its thing. What's what's left after the birds get to it? There's two million seeds in a pound of Kentucky bluegrass. <laughs> have you and counted, you're going to incorporate have you counted in, them? Yes. Honestly. And you're going to, uh, <laughs> not while I was driving. And you're going to <laughs> incorporate them into the soil anyway. So I think it's a it's a... When you have an opportunity, when it's not too wet, you should get out there and do the work. And then when the temperatures come along, they'll be you're, there. You're ready to go. I can I can I can agree with that part as far as as far as if you have the time to do it and and if it's soil is workable, get it in. But so many times, people don't do that. They just walk in and they tell me, oh, I'm going to get my grass seed and I'm going to throw it out on top of the ground because it's going to rain or it's going to snow and it's just going to work down in. That's where you have yeah, to that's the problem. Give, <laughs> that's where you're going to lose a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you like to do? Just kind of, kind of rake it up some? Well, you have to. You have to. And, you know, get that seed and soil contact. How are you going to get that? It's not going to just sit on top of the ground and and work its way down. I guess so. which tool would be best then? So what depending you on like if you're just, well, just depending on if you're doing, you know, some little spot patching, uh, you can use a, a, a lawn rake, a heavy a heavy garden rake. And okay. Or one of those little hand cultivators or something like that oh, for little, little right. patches like that. Sure. Anything sure. that's going to scratch up the surface or, and loosen the soil so that the seeds can actually work down in. Or you... You work it down in with the whatever cult- kind of cultivator you're using. Okay. Yeah. But then since it's a seed, be careful about how far down you're working it in. It just well, has to be like under the surface. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like you're incorporating it into the surface. I mean, it's just right there. Um, and I think it's commensurate with how much work you put into it. As the results are going to be there, along with, of course, watering and constant moisture afterwards. So... If it's kind of hard, you just scratch it and you throw some seed down. Well, it'll be, at the very best, it'll be patchy. I mean, you just won't get an even distribution of seed coming up. So where you were, where you roughed it up a little bit more, it might take a little bit better. You might see the grooves from your rake uh, if you don't do a good job. And if you were willing to dig up or loosen up the entire area, whether it's with a tiller, whether it's with a shovel and a rake, or whether it's a... Or even just use a slit seeder and put it in that way. But but if you if you do a poor job of preparation, you will see a poor result. Okay. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. And we're kind of working along the theme today of think spring, what to do and not to do. And you're talking about seeding a lawn. Is there 
Really anything we should be doing prior to that though, like feeding or aerating or when do you do that kind of thing? When it's dry enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's going to be a constant theme here for a while, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> and, and not always, but more often than not, there's always one little opportunity in the early spring where all of a sudden maybe it's dry enough to do something. And then also that window closes. It's like it's too wet before. And then all of a sudden, boom, we get five days or seven days where you could do something and then it gets too wet again for a while. So yeah. so the theme there is be ready. Have, have all your materials right there and ready. That's so true. So yeah, you can absolutely. run out and get her done. Yeah. Okay. For sure. And that's where we start to say, and not with grass seed so much because that's typically a larger area or a bunch of little small patches. But like if we want to plant something, I mean, that's where we say, hey, maybe cover the area. Uh, right before a rain with plastic or a tarp and then pull it back so the sun and the wind can dry it out. Or John and Marianne have suggested a couple times where you can pre-dig a hole where mm. it's dry enough to maybe get a spade or a digging fork preferably in there and you can kind of lift it up. Uh, but you're not really working it heavily, so you're not really destroying it and and hurting the 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 structure of the soil. But yet you're allowing more... Uh, air and water uh, or air and, and sunshine to dry it out and and then uh, that can make a difference of days oh absolutely yeah. it can yeah, for yeah, sure that's in totally terms true. of your ability to get it in I, I actually did that last fall I think late, the, late the, summer early the pre-dig fall. or the tarp no, the, the tarp thing yeah. and and I had it laying there for a, a week because I just couldn't get to it which was great because in the meantime I changed my mind so it was I never thought of it that way it's a governor so we forgot to mention the tarp yeah you dig the hole and then or not or if you just have, not, just, just okay. have a place that you want to work something in or you know I'm, I'm going to plant that next week I, but I hope it's not too wet right. well you know put the tarp over it so it isn't well so take take right now for an example um, you know we're supposed to get some moisture tonight tomorrow mm-hmm. Sunday night Monday whatever well, I would, if I had the luxuries, I would leave that tarp off all day long and let this warm temperature and the wind continue to dry it out. I'd go out there and tarp it before we see some moisture this weekend. And I'd leave the tarp on till we get through that moisture. And even if it's cool, I would probably pull that tarp back off if I could Tuesday or Wednesday if there's no, if there's no moisture for, forecasted, precipitation forecasted, so I could continue to dry. Because there's a, a real good chance it's not going to be dry enough by Tuesday or Wednesday still. You're going to have to have some continued drying. But if you leave the tarp on, it doesn't help it dry out. No, it's going to stay wet under It there. just keeps the yeah. extra moisture from coming in. You just have to remember to do all that. That's all. But, but it certainly helps. Right. Well, it, and then you can have fun. Or you can get something done that you don't get backed up on your list. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a spot right now. And I'm thinking, it, it's raised enough. Um, I probably, I almost could plant right now because it's raised. Awesome. And if I couldn't, if I were to tarp it, I know I could plant this week. Oh, wow. And I just want to get, it's like, Marianne, I wonder what you got in so far out there in the shrub lot. I know you got a, just a first little tip of the iceberg. Just in, if that, teeny tiny. If that, but... <laughs> You know, this next week and the week after, stuff's going to be rolling oh, in yeah. right and left. Yep. And if you can get it in, if you can find a workable spot or tarp it or pre-dig or something yeah. like that, like we're talking about, it's like, wow, I don't, I could just coast on that and I could focus on other things that are 
that I need to do and enjoy the benefit of those things this spring. Mm -hmm. So the point of all this is don't be out there tromping around now because it's too spongy and don't be digging either because that just compacts your planting site uh, unless you've done the tarping. So just be careful. That's all. Okay. We're, We're all tempted to get out there. I mean, like I'd be out in the yard today all day long if if i were at home uh, doing something uh, yeah except that it's too wet to be going <laughs> through the lawn yeah, yeah. Um, there's probably a couple places in my yard that that probably are diggable but probably where i really want to dig it's too wet so mm-hmm. you know and if we had a different type of soil if we were in michigan and it was a yeah, really sandy yeah, soil exactly. that wouldn't compact as much but we have a lot of clay in our soil and, yes, we do. and even though you look around and say well we have the best farmland in the country yes we do um there's still a lot of clay, yep. and it's easy to compact. It, it just compacts so badly. Yeah, yeah. and and you and the changes of soil structure, I'll say forever, but for all Close. intents and purposes, yeah, almost yeah. forever. Yeah, I was out uh, this past week. I had some hellebores that have, you know, they get the the foliage gets some winter damage yeah. and things, and I thought, well, I'm going to take that off, and I just had to really be careful and kind of tiptoe around, and I actually took a piece of cardboard. I have this in vision of john tiptoeing <laughs> through his garden yeah, yeah. yeah. try to do that with my gimpy legs I, 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 he can't be carrying his yoke with his five gallon bucket so no. he's at least not loaded up <laughs> that's awesome john so was there stuff starting to come up uh I couldn't see anything, Ooh, so bummer. so I actually put down a piece of cardboard to stand on and, and just kind of... You're so good. Wow. Wow. Because otherwise it was, I was sinking, you know. Okay. Oh, okay. So you, you don't have snowshoes for the garden? I don't. I'm Mary shocked. Ann probably does. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, or you can text three five one five three five seven for Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. So I have a text. Dorky question: We embrace and feed our squirrels corn seed and peanuts. They refuse to clean up after themselves, <laughs> and so they're wondering: Will the unsalted peanut shells be a problem on the grass? The shells don't seem to degrade like one would think, and there are tons. Now, don't tell me not to put out peanuts because I have to feed my crew. <laughs> and my husband would agree. Don't tell me not to do it. Well, I'm not going to tell he you. And I was, he so I was enjoys there. doing it. You, you feed the squirrels, they're probably not going to be eating at my house then. That's there right. you go. <laughs> Is no. that something to be concerned about, though, the salt on the peanuts uh, or unsalted the, the, peanuts? Are they salted or unsalted? She said unsalted. I would think so. Or he I or doubt she. if she's, yeah. I'd, I'd maybe think about digging them in a little bit, just to, you know, so they decompose <laughs> a little faster. Use that. Yeah, why not? I, yes. I, I would probably rake them up and throw them in my compost, or oh, the same principle. in the mulch yeah. or something like what that. What I would do, yeah, yeah, I would just probably rake them. In. Not because I'm worried about it damaging the lawn, unless we're talking about oh, no. so many squirrels and so many peanuts that I can't even fathom. Yeah, uh, but because they just sit on top, and if the mower doesn't chop them up enough, mm-hmm. then I would consider raking them. I can use them as mulch. Them. Yeah. Heck yeah. The there's a lot of different. I mean, you, you, mulch is just a perception. You you just use you can use whatever you want to as a mulch. Shredded newspaper, cardboard. You know, just it's not attractive, but you know. Members of your household that have peanut allergies, just make sure you don't put them in the wrong spot. There you have it. Good point. Or, and I, yeah, that's good to be reminded of because I never think about that. The cardboard or shredded newspapers. Yeah. Or, it's. I mean, you know, it's not pretty, but. Um, 
Uh, cocoa shells, you know, there's a, a it places in the country that sell cocoa shells as, as, as a mulch. Um, peanut shells, why not? Okay. Just a different look. Yeah. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. Well, for squirrels maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're on the subject real quick of squirrels, I, I think we should mention again the bird seed that you have that's like flaming hot Doritos or something like that. So the squirrels aren't as yeah, apt mean, to typically steal it. In, whether it's a f- complete seed like it is or whether it's a soot block or whether it's, I don't know if we have any of the packets. We used to sell a packet that was just a hot pepper capsicum that you could add to any bird seed. And if we don't have that, we should probably try and find that again. Um, but because the birds don't have that sense of taste that causes them to not enjoy it, but it would impact mammals. Um, have you ever tried to detters rabbits or squirrels with hot pepper? Mm-mm. I have. Okay. <laughs> it's it's, it's I think work. Is that what you said? So, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> okay. I think I think adding it to the seed makes sense. I think applying it to a plant to repel them is challenging because of it washing off all the time. Yeah, okay. it yeah. is. It's, it's like constant every day, and I don't remember to do that every day. Okay. Yeah, you, don't have a, t- you don't have a hot pepper wax on the left-hand side by your pruners on the right-hand side no, on I don't. your tool belt? I don't. Hmm. Isn't that odd? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> she Speak. may listen to the podcast of this show later on, though, and decide just, she does want to. Just to remind myself of what it is I need. <laughs> um, so I was walking by our, our, our birdseed display, and we've really expanded that. This is just great. Mm-hmm. Feeding the birds is, is fun. Entertaining, important, mm-hmm. um, feeding and watering. We have to remember the water too. But look, this cute little birdhouse that's just covered with seeds has this. Uh, looks like it's a uh, gummy drops or something pasted on the front. I'm sure that the birds can eat. Little just spring a, cottage. A whole lawn. A whole, In the shape of a flower. Yeah, a whole line of this stuff. It's just so cute. I can't. I just had to pick one up and bring it. It is very cute. But may I change the subject? But wouldn't that be cute in one of your pots or planters? <laughs> no. So I have enough birds visiting. I don't need to attract more. It's okay. Oh, I have too many friends. She yes, I, I do. This. I do. I'm sitting watching the birds wow. peck wow. at all. The <laughs> wow. Actually, you know what, Steve? That's a good idea. That would be that would be really cute in a flower pot or a mixed container. Cute. Oh. Or or the, the evergreens. I have a ton of evergreen, not a ton, but several evergreens in containers. That would be cute. Actually, sitting in the. Ooh, the bird in the tree. And put any object in there. I mean, put a watering can that you spray paint uh, <laughs> in your large container with Duh. your flowers and your others. I mean, just Heck yeah. put yeah. a basketball in there. Do whatever you want to do. That might be over the line. might be kind of yeah. fun with whatever you like to do. I mean, yeah. put your wine bottles in there on a little you know, they, stakes they and have catch the sunlight as absolutely. it comes through your woods. Yep. Um, okay. Why not? So here, I'm changing the subject. <laughs> you go right ahead, Ms. Yeah. Marianne. John was talking about his hellebores and, and being out there and kind of messing with them, seeing what they're doing. Uh, we talked about hellebores last week, remember the Linton Rose? Yes. Um, in getting out there, I, I, they're, they're, they are beginning to come up. But it's important. That's one of the things that you want to do in early spring because hellebores are, are marginally um, uh, evergreen here. Um Semi-evergreen-ish. Uh, yeah. Ish. They almost always burn in the wintertime around here. Hmm. So that you the, the foliage looks really kind of gnarly in the spring. Uh, mine look really gnarly. But now's the time to go out there and cut that 
uh, damaged, the damaged leaves off, so that the uh, the new flowers will come up without all that other stuff around them, and you can see them better, and then it gives room for the new foliage to come out. Just, that's one of the things we can be doing right now. I need to do that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Mr. Brown. I was waving to Mona. Oh, okay. I wasn't waving my, raising my hand to talk. Hello, yeah. Good morning, Mona. <laughs> I like talking to the boutique queen. One boutique of the things queen. that I love about you guys, you're just so quick to say hello to folks. and uh, Their family. Yeah. Yeah. We see them more than our other family. Yes, we do. That's right. Yeah. And we have customers that way, too. Yes, you do. Are, Absolutely. I mean, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Even when even when the show is going on, you'll see them every once in a while. Raise their hand and wave at somebody Heck coming yeah. up the aisle or just Heck in the yeah. door. Yeah, I love that about you guys. Yeah. One of the other things that um, last week when Des was on, she started talking about the uh, uh, pollinator garden she was doing, and and Mary Mary Quite Contrary called in. That yes. was so awesome, um, talking about the pollinator garden she wanted to do on her railroad oh, tracks. by the railroad yeah. tracks. That's right. But then I had another customer come in asking about the witch hazel we had mentioned about the early flowering things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said um, it, he'd been somewhere, and the, the witch hazel had just, the fragrance had just taken up, or filled the whole garden. Mm. So... It was great. So witch hazels, the hamamelis, there are two species that we will carry. They're not here yet, but we will carry them. One blooms really late in the season, um, like uh, late fall, early winter. And then the other one blooms late winter, early spring. So that's the one that bloom now. Is that late or is that early? It's just a matter of perception, (laughs) is it not? It is. And, And that's the challenge. Why we've never sold a ton of witch hazel in the spring is because it it, it invariably comes in after it blooms. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's kind of like if we tried to carry a whole bunch of Forsythia and sell them in July and August. Well, yeah. they want, they, everybody wants them in April, you know. <laughs> so it's that one of those plan ahead things, but well worth it. Oh, decidedly. It just is really, really neat love the that fragrance. you can have something going on in that time of the year. And the best thing to yes. do with that is to place it where you can enjoy it early. Because you may not be hanging outside a lot. Yeah. When it happens. So yeah. you want to place it either near your driveway, near the garage, near a walkway that you use, uh, outside of a window that you're going to see it all the time. Yeah. So you can truly enjoy it. Because if it's blooming in February, yeah, you may or may not be hanging outside. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to walk to the back of the property just to smell the, no, right. the witch hazel. <laughs> it won't happen. Placement is. But placement's so important with anything. Oh, do it is, gardens. John. Yep, That's right. It totally That's is. That's right. That's that's we've talked about. We talk about it all the time. The right plant in the right place. Absolutely. And that's part of it where you want to enjoy it. Or put down a tarp and then make you. Maybe you'll change your mind before you accidentally no. place it in the spot you're not happy with. Yeah, you know, you move the pot a foot this way and a foot that way, and it's easier to move a pot than it is to dig the plant up and move it, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes spin it around. Depends Depending on the, on the person pot. in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, right now, if you haven't done some pruning that you wanted to get done this winter, oh yeah, better get on it. Right, get, this get is it definitely the time to do that. That's right. Did you get your Japanese nope. maple? Oh. Okay, you already knew what she was asking. Right. Well, it's because I <laughs> did. You know, I keep thinking. <laughs> take Marianne's advice. Take a picture of it. Draw. You know, erase some of the branches or black them out or something like that. But I just haven't done it. But right now, you can just tell by looking at the branches 
on most of the maples. They're, they're starting to wake up just a little bit. Ready. I mean, buds aren't swelling, but the color is just becoming more and more vibrant. Yeah, you that's the first it. indication. Yeah. yeah. It's really, yeah. it gives you hope. They're, they're thinking spring. We might as well too, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sure. But pruning right now, is a, it's a great time to prune. And no, I haven't done mine either. So. Because I was gonna do, I was gonna do one of mine too. So oh, yeah. I haven't done okay. it. Okay, we're all three in the same boat. I mean, and some of the branches aren't large, but they're at the very base where it connects to the main truck. There's a couple that are pushing an inch in size, so it's big enough where, you know, I need to make sure I don't do it in season where yeah. the plant would bleed too much, and if I don't get it done like real quick, I'm yeah. gonna be risking that. I think because how late is too late to be pruning? Because well, it you, just stimulates growth, right? Well, if there's a lot of sap flowing and stuff like that, it's going to be harder for the wound to. Uh, it'll be oh. more stressful for the tree. Um, and you can't just say a definitive date on the calendar because every season would vary. I mean, obviously, we're cooling off again this coming week right. and returning to more seasonal or even below seasonal temperatures a little bit. What are you looking for, ideally? Weather-wise. Just get my butt out there and do it. Okay. <laughs> and and warm enough so that you can actually move your hands? Yeah. Don't and not make a bad decision like, I'm so cold, I'm going to just, just do this over with. Just do it. I'd love to regret it. I don't like to do it when I have, I have wear my stocking cap. You that's, totally, that's, John's that's a good measure. Arm. I like it. That's a good measure. Well, my ears get cold. Well, you probably look like a Navy SEAL out there if you had the right color stocking cap and doing your pruning. I have a lot of different ones. Oh, nice. I bet you do. Yeah, nice. I bet you can look like Pikachu sometimes. Yeah. I don't see that Navy SEAL tiptoeing in the garden, though. Mm. <laughs> like well, a, unless we're sneaking up on maybe. it. Maybe. maybe. Usually I just look like a dork. <laughs> you know. I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. You can uh, give us a call at 356-9397 or text 351-5357. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and talk to Nancy, who's calling in from Pasodum. Hey, good morning, Nancy. Good morning. I wanted to let Marianne know that I got my hydrangeas uh, pruned. Yay! Wow. She told me to let her know how I did. <laughs> and, and was it as painful so as I you thought it, it was going to be? The first one was, yes. <laughs> The first one, yeah. Then, you, then you start saw. pruning and think, well, yeah. it wasn't so bad. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. You know, you're not even the the only yeah. person I had that day ask me about pruning hydrangeas. Um, it, it's it's one of those scary things when you've never pruned them, and that was the situation with Nancy. Um, you, you hadn't pruned them ever or for a long, long time? And the, no. It had been, well, since they were planted in about yeah. 2019, yeah. yeah. No, I had not done it. So it was and, the first uh, time, and so it's I probably, scary. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they were, they were yeah. paniculatus. So I had a we friend did... tell me. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Go ahead, then. Oh, I, just, I've, in, I've, I talked to a friend before I had even talked to you and who said, oh, you don't prune them in the fall? And I said, no, I like seeing those blooms in the winter for, you know, just, contrast even though they're dry but you know she goes oh i don't like that they're so messy and she i said well how do you prune them and she said oh i'm not a gardener really my husband just takes the like uh 
saw, you know, not a pruner, a little hand tool, but just kind of goes right across the top of all of them in the fall. Hedge trimmers. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, hedge trimmers, that's it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) So So there's a lot of gardeners out there, Nancy, that just cringed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. She said, they co- I go, well, how does that work? She says, well, they come back. And I said, well, I'm okay. <laughs> but, yeah, well, it, was, it was kind of funny. But. I, th- I think you and I decided they were paniculatas, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. Um, so mm-hmm. paniculatas are the, the ones that have the kind of cone-shaped flowers the uh, or panicle-shaped flowers. Uh, they, they bloom on new wood. Mm-hmm. So okay. everything that comes up new this spring is going to have a flower on it. So it's it's pretty safe. So while we've got her on the phone, let's talk about this head shear butchering mentality of <laughs> pruning a paniculata then. And so in your opinion, what would be bad about that? What? Why wouldn't you want to do that if you could have avoid that? What, pruning in the fall? No, taking a head shear and, and just... Oh, whacking them all whack across? A, whack a doodle. The downfall... The uh, aesthetics for me, I think uh, shaping a, a, a tree or a shrub when you're pruning it is part of the whole process. And just whacking it off looks like... Mr. Miyagi would not be proud. No, he would not be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pruning a U with, with electric hedge clippers, you know. It's flat and straight across. Well, that's not very natural looking. And, and to me, it would be about aesthetics, but, but somewhat also about uh, growth patterns um, because you want to prune close to... Um, someplace that's going to shoot out a new bud. So you might have a stub, a dead stub then, basically, exactly. too. And oh, sure Anytime you, you encourage um, dead material on the plant, you're opening yourself up to some insect or disease problems, too. Exactly. So you've got a couple problems, mm-hmm. like Marianne was mm-hmm. saying. You have the aesthetics of, of the shape, and then you've got your, you know, you're going to be wrong most of the time if you use a head shear, right? You're either going to be... Yeah cutting down so close to the bud that you're damaging the bud and then causing a bigger stub or you're going to be somewhere in that node space between the buds and leaving a inch to two inch dead piece on the branch so you guys talked about selectively taking a pruning shear and cutting down just above a set of buds as opposed to using a a hedge clippers yes (laughs) and it wouldn't have to be the next set of buds below the flower head it could be as far down or as not very far down depending upon the shape of the plant that you're trying to yeah, and, and yeah. Nancy, if I if I remember correctly, you and I talked about the renewal pruning method, which goes all the way down to the ground, and, and I think we both blanched at the thought, but um, renewal pruning is, is an option, certainly, and that's pretty much taking mostly older uh, wood down to the ground, but you could, uh, on paniculatas, and the arborescence also, couldn't you take those all the way down to the ground, don't you think? I, I usually do that with those, yeah. I was just actually eyeballing mine the other day that I want to do that I usually take them down uh, I leave about you know three four inches and then uh, what happens of the entire shrub no on the arborescent yeah, I would arborescence. yeah I would yeah. I would too and I would consider using a peony ring or something like that with a grid support on the arborescence uh, just yeah, to, for just sure. to help it be less floppy make some stronger. so and, and Nancy I think we also talked about um, leaving some of the uh, stems a little longer to support some of the other stems or the newer stems coming out, oh. which, and not mm-hmm. a lot of them necessarily, and, and maybe just on the perimeter. But I don't know. Did you do any of that? Did you leave any of the older ones longer? Yeah. I, 
Um, I did. I did do that. I, I had some of the older ones that were a good half inch around and really oh, strong, yeah. you know, yeah. as, as compared to, I guess, the newer ones last year or whatever. But yeah, I, I yes, I trimmed them back a little bit, but um, I don't know what you call it. Well, the, the main shoot of that that comes out of the ground and then it you know, has grown fingers, <laughs> you know, branches yeah, sure. off of that. Yeah. I trimmed those down um, a ways, but I, I didn't cut off that um, where it had multiplied. You know, I don't know. I guess I don't yeah, know no, all my terms. You, but, no, that's okay. You know I mean? we, we all know this jargon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I admire your yeah. patience and oh, your sure. due diligence in terms of doing such a great job That's yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty so cool. nancy you called to tell <laughs> well, me you I had the and there's like <laughs> go ahead no honey that's all right go ahead i i said there's like nine of them in a row and it's just right. they're so beautiful i just i just did not want to lose that so that's what made me nervous that look yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm proud of yeah. you for, yeah. for just digging in there and doing it. Now I want you to call back when they bloom and let us know how much they bloomed, okay? Okay, I sure will. Awesome. Around, I found a pop-up lily, my pop-up lily patch up out awesome. of the ground, like two inches. And I saw my hostas also were coming up. I saw shoots of that. And I really would like to... Um, dig out some of those hostas, you know, and, and they're so, they've been there for so many years and, uh, they have just greatly multiplied. So mm-hmm. can I just dig in and do that? <laughs> yes, you can. Too wet. Well, except okay. for the moisture right now, yeah. but yes, you hosta are really okay. tough. You can almost do those any time of the year, but, uh, again, like Steve just mentioned, there's just the moisture in the soil right now that would be, um, not a good idea, but hosta are called the friendship plant for a reason because they multiply so quickly. You can probably share them with your entire neighborhood. So <laughs> the, the neat thing, like you're saying, is you could literally do it in the dog days of the summer, and if you're somewhat mindful about watering them and being yes. somewhat gentle, you aren't going to kill them. That's right. They're they're yep, pretty they're tough. Really so tough. Yeah, just get in there when that's when it um, dries up enough, and you can get her done. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much, Marianne. Never You're welcome, honey. Thanks for calling. Nancy, great. Yeah, uh-huh. thanks for calling, Nancy. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Our phone number is 217-356-9397 or text 217-351-5357 for plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. Yeah, with pruning on those paniculatas, uh, I actually did a little bad thing couple of years ago no. i took him back confession segment i here? took him well <laughs> you can you can actually prune them back really super too hard and you'll get minimal blooms because you know it spends most of the time trying to regenerate the foliage vegetative growth and yeah there yeah. you go yeah that's a good point all right so no renewal printing on the paniculatas or, well, or just set yourself back up. But I bet the second year they were awesome. Yeah, I bet they were. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I yeah. always like when I do that kind of pruning, I, I like to uh, top dress with uh, compost around the root zone of the plant, especially now because it has time to work in. But it just gives that little extra oomph. Um, and I'm, I'm just it's like talking nice to them, you know? Yeah. Okay, guys, do your thing. 
Good morning. Hello. Happy spring. That's it. <laughs> Feeding time. That's cute. So as we continue about uh, thinking spring, what to do and not to at this time of year, uh, is anything else coming to mind? Nancy just reminded me of something, and she she was out uh, doing her shrubs, and she noticed all sorts of bulbs coming up. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's that's a fun thing to do right now, as long as you're not tromping through your flower beds. You to know, look for them, you to mean? To see. I, yeah, this morning, going out for the newspaper, I saw, what? I saw all sorts of... Um, Tulips and hyacinths coming it, up. It's our They're favorite, barely, our favorite maple syrup oh, man. Yay! We <laughs> just got a special delivery here of fresh local maple syrup. Is that awesome? Yeah, I just love it. I do, I do love it, and it's, it's so neat to think that we can do something like that here and not just in Vermont. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, mystery. Mystery shopper man who brought them. Man, he really ran out of here. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't knowing like him, he's got to go plant his tomatoes next. <laughs> okay. No, we don't have tomatoes in Maybe yet. Maybe he's going to buy some seeds, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got a lot of new items in that I kind of want to touch upon real quick. Now, uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up, so if you don't have your shamrocks, your oxalis, um, Prairie Gardens has a beautiful selection. And ca- in fact, this one that I chose, it's green, but then it has like this electric dark purple. What would that one be called, folks? Shock around it. That one's the Iron Cross. The Iron Cross. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just so neat how how it shoots around in a circle around the middle. Then we have the green one, and then we have the purple one. Okay. We've got all three colors. Yep. Okay. I love that. And it's that time of year. Right. If you check out the sale bills, too, you'll notice that um, you have uh, a lot of co- little concrete animals that you're, you can uh, pick up for like nineteen ninety five, twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, there's some little guys that are tiny that you could hold in one hand that would only weigh a few pounds for some of us can. well cheaper. under 10 bucks. But this thing is like uh, hold it close to your body. You aren't sticking your arms out with this one. Decidedly. Uh, this is heavy. They're they're. They're not sm- they're not small, but they're not huge, but they're it's you want to carry them carefully. Sixteen inches tall or so on the taller one, and, and the wind isn't going to blow them over. And the wind is not going to blow that baby over. Yes, definitely. And it won't discolor. Sold by and the it pound. Sold by the pound, it would probably go for about sixty cents a pound. Whoa, fifty cents a pound. Those are the kind of rabbits that you can appreciate. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Not just Easter rabbits. But bunnies throughout the year. Not damaging. Oh, that was that was that was very nice, Cameron. You you avoided the conversation. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know what we got in yesterday that I'm really tickled to see are some herbs. Yeah, Yeah. you did. Yeah, we did. We got in some dill and basil and rosemary, some thyme. Thyme. Oh wow. Yeah. So you know, scratch the culinary stuff. Huh? For, scratch that itch for indoor. Yeah. yeah, I've had several people ask me yeah. for 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 fresh herbs, so we we just got a few in, and I think that's great. It's nice to have those around. It's nice to have it, and you can snip some of it off. Yeah, and use it while you're cooking. Absolutely, good point. So, um, a lot of cleanup to do. I don't know. Some people, me included, do you still have some evergreen boughs that are frozen in the pots and containers from porch spot decorators? Talking to Brian about that yesterday. That they're frozen still. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Some have come out, but some are 
still holding strong with a little bit there. more shaded. So if, yep. if you need to empty that pot, you know, take some a couple of pitchers of water and pour over it and Thaw see it if out. you can yeah. Okay. If yeah, you need but this would be a good now. weekend to get those cleaned up. Yeah, for And sure. again, I think any pruning, if you can do it without tromping too much, yeah. any garden cleanup you can do if you're not going to be tromping too much. But if it's wet and spongy, just don't do just it. Just avoid the. Just don't yeah. do it. Just enjoy, enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the sunshine and yeah. your planting and get some vitamin D. I've got some great mm-hmm. uh, snowdrops up, oh, which awesome. are great. You know, that's so, snowdrops. Uh, Galanthus. It's a it's a oh. spring bulb. One of the earliest. It's very early, uh, little um, spiky foliage and this great white flower. Like it's, you just love it. It's beautiful. beautiful. When they start spreading though, and it creates a mass, it's just cool. Really, really awesome. Yeah, they to see. naturalize really, yeah. really quickly. It's like the arianthus, the yellow one, and um, the scilla, the blue stuff. If, when they start naturalizing and really start filling in, they just look beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking Bet. forward to that. It's spring. Yeah. We have a, a group text in the family going on. Uh-oh. And I th- and my cousins down in North Carolina sent me this. Is it a oh, camellia? Yes, that's what that is. And that's just beautiful. They were very excited because their oh camellia gosh, was beautiful. blooming. It nice. really is. Uh, but is this something like a crepe myrtle where it would only be successful down south? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's where we will we'll call it zone envy. Zone envy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's true. And so there aren't any hardier versions of the camellia. Mm-hmm. That nope. Would... Nope. Okay. Just had to ask. Why not? <laughs> okay. Good. They're, you know, when the f- they're great now, but when the flowers start to get old, they're pretty trashy. You know, yeah. flowers at that yeah. point in time. You get a lot, a lot of deadheading. Yeah. You don't, oh. not, you don't want yeah. to. Especially that ugly white one. A lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we gotta watch that then. I agree. Um, and you also have uh, all of your Easter items in. I'll mention real quick too. Yeah, some of them just trickled in finally. So uh, the Easter display is more full now than it has been all all season. It so really it is looks, cool. And you're yeah, having got some cool stuff. You've got some great deals going on with the garden flags and the mailbox covers, and I love those. My and everybody on the block, I think, enjoys them too. And That's awesome. certainly the mail people. So and yeah. They're I mean, the postal people, not the, the only the male people. The male males and the male females. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The postal yeah. workers, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And uh, tools are pretty well set finally, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just got a little bit of touch-up to do on that. Uh, the the four-step lawn program's out. Yep. Uh, the other fertilizers, hopefully over the weekend, will be on display or close to it. And then we'll have the rest of the solution wall set, I think, by the end of the week. Forty percent off burpee seeds. Yep. Is that, but only through Monday or no? Hurry up and run in here and grab yours before they sell out. No, but there's a well, the best selection of burpee seeds anywhere. Yeah, and we've got extra depth on the ones that really count. So it, we're not going to run out. It is time to be thinking your veggie garden. Well, and your flowers mm. too. There's a lot of, of of flower seeds there, but just get it planned. Oh, right. Just, if we're going to count backwards, I. But it's, yeah, coming up on the time, maybe. Yes. Well, if I had a cold frame, which I don't have, I have a neighbor friend that's got a uh, cold frame, and he's already got some spinach and lettuce. Why, and why don't you have a cold it's frame? Just on the list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Someday. There's music. So, um, think spring, everyone. Think about what you need to do. What Open till 6 do. today. Yep. Still only 
12 to 5 tomorrow, but I think next weekend we'll pick up a little bit earlier on Sundays and on Saturday, too. Okay, good. Time change that weekend, right? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. You're right. Next weekend. Well, this has been Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with our experts, Mary Ann Metz. Thank you, Mary Ann. You're welcome. And Mr. John Weisgarver. It's been fun. Today. Thanks, John. And Mr. C. Brown. Thanks, John. Thanks, hey, Steve. thank you. <laughs> um, we have Saturday Sports Talk up next here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign Urbana. And a podcast of this show will be available later today at WDWS.com.